Hey, DC Comic fans. This week's featured product is DC Black Label's Harleen Number 1. Witness Harleen's first steps on a doomed quest that will give birth to the legendary supervillain Harley Quinn in this stunning reimagining of Harley and the Joker's twisted and tragic love affair by a visionary storyteller, Stefan Sajic. He has worked on Aquaman Underworld, Suicide Squad, and Sunstone. Check out the podcast description of this episode for details and purchase through our links. Keep Brain Man Digital on the air through 2020 by pledging to our Patreon page. Your continued support allows us to continue to make great content and offer even better features in the future. Help us keep the lights on in the studio by pledging $1 to $10 a month. Go to patreon.com slash Digital to pledge. Do you care to step outside? We did it today. Superman. Who are you? The last of has to Warning, DC and RMD contains adult language and discussions. If you're easily offended, do not continue to listen. Awesome. Oh, sorry. That's your signal. That means we have to go now. Welcome to DC and RMD, Batwoman edition on Rain Man Digital. Find us on demand on your favorite podcast provider. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review. Um... You're welcome for that explosive intro to our show. I don't know. I was waiting for a cue or something. I didn't get one, so I just went right into it. Well, you know. (laughs) Sorry. Again, distracted by many different things over here this week. It's fine. We're live. We've got video going on. It's stuff. Um, Okay, so today, as usual, you've got me, your host, Lauren, and I've got Paul. And Bob. Hello, hello. All right. And we are going to be talking about Batwoman season one, episode six. I'll be judge. I'll be jury. Um, Pretty simple this week. The executioner executes. House steals little crumbs. And by crumbs, I mean bat killing guns. And <laughs> Sophie knows Kate's Batwoman. So we are. Yeah. Uh, this week was directed by Scott Peters, written by James, dear God's Dotorow. And Chad Fivish? My neighbor Stotero. Hmm. Um, okay. Sometimes I think like you would believe that I made up these names. Yeah, 100%. I always do. <laughs> so, all right. Let's talk Sophie. How, how are we feeling after this week? Has anyone's opinion swayed a little bit? Does anyone hate her a little bit less or... Monster. I, I still question what she's going to do with this newfound information. Yeah, I mean, she's Not really new. She's less of an awful character, but I still don't like her or whatever her motives that I still don't know are. <laughs> yeah. I think also another thing to keep in mind is the little intro reel, the flashback stuff to the first episode. Um, they brought some clips from the first episode of, of them being all romantic together and then being a bitch and like school's more important than you i hate you goodbye um mary really puts her in her place at one point though I and i it. appreciated that yeah because it was wasn't gentle necessarily but it also wasn't mary being a, a jerk for no yeah. reason she, the, like, the this way is she, the situation are you not aware of it the way she ends it too is good because she's just like you know it's your decision. It's your information to do with what you will, but maybe just consider what you've done and, and whether you want to add to the list of people that you've hurt. 
though. I um, I. <laughs> She's the voice of truth in this show. Mary's the best. She is. You know, there's people the that best. hate her on the internet. Fuck well, them. I hate them. Mary's great. Like, uh, like, why? What are, I, what are the I, reasons for disliking? I, I, there's no real reason. It, I mean, it's the internet. Of course, it's I hate Mary. Like, it's no like I hate Mary because of blah blah blah. Does the internet it, just hate Asian women? Like, is that? Uh, I think it, other than it might fetishizing just be them, women in general, like yeah, any that, strong that women character <laughs> <laughs> seems to get kind of shit yeah, but, on at well, some point. If you hate women, why are you watching the Batwoman show? That's a good point. That's why I kind of hesitated while I was making How my else statement. Am I going to channel my hatred through the internet if I don't watch the show? Yeah. How? Yes. How do I know I hate it unless I watch it and hate it? You know what? I actually respect that <laughs> in a weird way. There's plenty of people who. Say they hate things and talk shit about things, but they've never even tried it. Never so. experienced the thing. Yeah. 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 Like, uh, I, <laughs> uh, Mr. Denton himself, I, veggies and fruit don't belong on pizza. And I'm thinking to myself, you probably never have had any kind of good food in your life other than hamburgers and pizza. I'm sorry, Paul. That's you too, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. He, he tries eat, eat a little vegetables. bit. Yeah, you eat some vegetables. I do like like green peppers and spinach, and honestly, I would try broccoli on pizza. But but you know what I mean? It's always those people that are so like the absolutes that you're just like, what what's wrong? Why do you hate so much? And I think that's the thing that's going on with Mary. It's just like they just don't see okay see, see the the quality in the character. I bet they like Sophie, fucking losers. Yeah. <laughs> now to be fair, I'm gonna stick up for Paul really quick. Paul's a picky eater, but. He doesn't just go on and on about how much he hates hates everything. He's just like, ah, oh, that's not for yeah, me. I mean, honestly, <laughs> I'm I'm committed too. Like, if you if you give me a burger that had like ranch or mustard on it, and you get me to take a bite because like I'll smell that shit immediately. But you get me to take a bite out of it without knowing, I'll throw up immediately. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> All right. So. You'll know why I don't eat it. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, Sophie. Not exactly where I thought stuff. that conversation was going. <laughs> Projectile vomit next week on Batwoman. No. All's a spitter and a quitter in that instance. Don't put it in his mouth. <laughs> don't put it in his mouth. He will throw up immediately. Don't put it in my mouth with mustard on it. <laughs> Thanks for clarifying. Oh, we're yes. done here. <laughs> I like my wiener's plain. All right. So, um... I, I mean, do you do you think it's hard to backtrack from that? But uh, do you think that it was a good choice for for Kate to have taken Sophie to marry? Because you know that Sophie's a blabbermouth bitch. Um, well, is it worth? I mean, I feel like Mary's trustworthy, so I feel like for me that's a positive choice. Because if she's going to spill the beans to someone, I'd rather Mary know than Dad. Right, and I think the point was well, one, Mary's Mary's a champ and didn't even want to know. Mm-hmm. Um, but two, with, if by taking her to Mary, she could get the medical treatment that she needed. And also she could be handcuffed to a bed yeah. that only Batwoman had the key for the handcuffs for. Right. Can't do that at a hospital. Yeah. <laughs> Stay here. Yeah. Honestly. Um, I mean, but no, go on. I, th- I think that shows that like, cause, cause Batwoman, she, she's Batwoman. She had shit to do. Like you can't die right now, but I gotta go do other stuff. So I think she wanted, she intended to have a conversation with Sophie about the whole situation. Right. So like, 
I mean, based on the track record of this show, we might just find out next week when they talk what where this information is going to go and what, you know, who feels how. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I it seems like Mary got through to Sophie. You know, it seems like maybe Sophie understands that it's not just about how she feels about the situation. And she, I mean, it's, it's interesting hearing it from Sophie's point of view where she's just like, she's going to get herself killed. I'm trying to protect her. It's like, have you not, have you not seen her? Have you not seen Kate? You know, it's Kate. So let's just, you know, call it that. Are you not aware that she can take care of herself and that she's saved you twice? Yeah, like worst case scenario, she is as capable or more capable than you. So you trying to help her is only putting yourself in danger or her in danger by forcing her to then save you because you were somewhere you shouldn't have been. Yeah, she's taking her eyes off of the target to focus on you so that you don't get killed. Um, I'm hoping that she won't tell. I'm hoping that she'll keep it to herself. the the scene towards the end was a little ambiguous about it. You know, she's obviously she's walking up to uh, Commander Kane's office mm-hmm. and he and Kate are hugging and she's talking about how she's going to try and forgive her dad and then forgive herself and blah, 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 emotional moment. And so she walks away because it's obviously like Kate's crying. That doesn't seem like something she does very often. Um, and they're hugging. So, you know, okay, now's not the time. I'm just going to... Ozy on back out of here. Um, but Seems I'm, like something's going on. She's bad. Also, I just <laughs> you you guys are having a good time right now, so I'm not going to interrupt. But I, <laughs> I know who Batwoman is when you got him in it. It's Kate. She <laughs> might be within Kate? arm's length, if you know what I mean. If you if you hug hard, is Batwoman. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I think especially too. It's this is going to be something that's drawn out. You know, with the confrontation between Kate and her dad this episode, I don't feel like he's going to find out next episode. I think it's going to, it's culminating to be a larger plot point. Um, Yeah, absolutely. Already actively hates Batwoman. Um, And then, I mean, you know, the whole scene toward the end where he just blurts out to a stranger why he doesn't like Batman and the whole ensemble. Because I'd have to put myself in that. I mean, you're just trying to get that off your chest because you thought you were about to die in yeah, this gas room? Like, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, honestly. Gotta, gotta that's that that's a there. whole thing to say. Yeah. <laughs> to someone in a bat costume. <laughs> um, yeah, I think... Uh, I think we've got an interesting rocky road ahead of us with Sophie and Kate. And I think there's going to be an angry husband who then becomes an ex-husband. I think we'll just uh, see how fast they write him off and kill him. Right. And then oh, uh, he's dead. <laughs> it looks like you're single now. Perfect time to swoop in. Uh, <laughs> that woman joke. Battering little Valentine's to the wall instead of flash drives. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Speaking of really quickly, the design of the batterings in this show is really good. And I appreciate it. Cause like, I know they had a whole episode where she threw one and it hit the pot, but I don't think we like got a good look at one. When it was just stuck into the car with the flash drive taped to it, it it, it made me happy. I don't know. There we cool. go. Thanks for that input. <laughs> it's a good shape. No, it is. It is good. Um, yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens with Sophie and Kate. I feel like well, she's not going to tell, um, but I feel like she might threaten to somewhere in the near future if things get dicey for Kate and she's 
worried about her safety, not I, thinking about how it'll damage her relationship with her only sane living family. Well, it's going to be interesting to see what they do here because I believe we only have one more episode for the year. Yeah, because we're all we're we're going to winter breaks for yeah. Because I think we have one next week, and then the next one after that is the crossover. Then I don't think we get anything until January. I'm doing a little dance for the crossover. It's a bad little dance, but it's a little dance. I I was like, I can't see you, but I can. I'm recording you on video. Tiny little dance. Okay. All right. Um. I mean, that's. It's kind of all we got to say about Sophie and Kate. So, listen to me say some stuff for a second. Don't CW it. The Sophie and Kate, not your read. Oh, okay. I was like, what? You're like, I don't know. I don't understand that context when it comes to live reads. Uh, like monologue style? Monologue at like uh, like the beginning of a pilot episode of something? Or, or the intro to the show and say, you can save this podcasting network. Oh, that would have been for the beginning. Oh, we should do it like that. I got an idea. All right. Ah, oh, see? Cool. Inspiration happening in the moment. Dear, in the moment. Dear Bruce. Now moment. <laughs> Dear Bruce, I have something to say to the DC on RMD listeners, so I'll just tell you instead. If you love our shows, please share with your friends and review. With every share and or review, you help our show climb those charts. Wherever you listen, whether it be Spotify, Stitcher, or Google Play, remember to share those links each and every episode. And then maybe I can get my crazy sister back to being a normal, non-murdering human. Okay, so uh, Allison Mouse. <laughs> Good job. Um, all right, I I hate Mouse. Hard. I just I hate him. He also he um is just worse when next to Alice because she's so good. Yeah. Because <laughs> he talks like the the actor is is playing him almost like like I know he's. I know he's got issues and he's like weirdly childlike and like, who knows, maybe he's on the spectrum or something without them saying it. But like, sometimes he talks like he's a little handicapped and I don't, I can't tell if it's on purpose or not. And I think that's why it bothers me. If they're like, ah, he's a little handicapped, but he's got like a real eye for murder. Like, okay, I get it. (laughs) (laughs) Your problem is you just don't know how to take it. They haven't mentioned how strong he is. So... (laughs) Look at the flowers. It's hard to tell. Look at the flowers. Um, yeah, I, I don't know, man. I, I'm not. Well, so, so last episode, they, they find like, um, Alice and Mouse, you know, they get together and they're super happy and like they're, they're quoting Alice in Wonderland back and forth at like the end of that episode. Yeah. So now this episode he he goes and does his thing. He gets the gun that they very specifically mentioned can penetrate the bat suit for no reason. Um, no, I think then, that's the point. I think that's the well, point. Right, of it. right. But like the developers of the gun are talking about that, not him and Alice. Right. No, I think that's the point of them having produced the gun, though, because it's Catherine Hamilton that did it, and the crows hate Batman. It's uh, a whole right, thing. Right, like, yeah. Right. Um, but so he gets the gun. And then just like disappears for basically the rest of the episode and shows up at the end with like a hunch that Kate might be Batwoman. And so he plays a whole trick on Alice because he is an episode later jealous of the whole, I don't know, the whole thing felt CW'd. Yeah, I guess just like 
It's a verb. like they were they were super they were super <laughs> super jazzed about being back together last episode and now this episode they've already got like a rift forming. Well, I think it's obvious to see for for him since he is absolutely childlike. Children get jealous and they get jealous quickly. They notice things they, you know, like I don't know, say like a parent of yours is spending time with another kid, whether it's like a step sibling or like a cousin or something like that a lot um, or doing more for them just for a brief time than they normally do on a regular basis for you. Like children tend to get jealous and he is obviously very obsessive about Alice because it's the only friend he's ever known. Right. And he is not blessed with being a pretty lady like Alice is. So he can be. He can be. I think the body would be, well, maybe not so confusing for these days, but. (laughs) He has the same body as Ruby Rose. Hey. But I'm not saying anything's wrong with it. Dare you. She is a beautiful woman. He's a beautiful man. She does not have a man's body. She's just a thin lady. But if you put put him in the same motorcycle gear, he'd look just like her. Fine. But his butt wouldn't. Men's butts suck a lot of the time. What? Yeah, man booties suck a lot of the time. I do a lot of squats. Mm. Okay, well then maybe you got a nice plump booty. I don't know. I don't check out your butt. Oh, God, that's disappointing. <laughs> Sorry. All those squats are for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just, like, I buy the jealousy. I do, especially because he was locked up, you know, and he was isolated from her in... Uh, was he in Arkham? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um he was isolated from her while she was out gallivanting around doing whatever she wanted, coming up with schemes and plots and murders and whatever. And uh meanwhile, banging the the crow dude. I forgot his name already because he's so unimportant. Crosif. Crosif. Um Crosif Donovan or whatever. And Donahue, is that his name? His last name? I think uh, so. Crosif Trader. Crosif Trader. Yeah. Trader Crow. Um yeah, so, I mean, um, you know, she's out. She's got this, like, boyfriend, and she's got this whole Wonderland gang and, like, all this stuff. Meanwhile, he's been in Arkham. And I I do I do buy the jealousy and the, uh, the need to just be him and her in control of everything, like, no outside forces. Um, she obviously doesn't have a problem getting along with other people. She's eloquent. She's smart she's pretty so there's none of those like social barriers but for him he's obviously awkward he's still very ashamed of his face and he can hold himself with confidence when he puts on those face masks but when it's just him he kind of still like hunches over and Mm -hmm. um i want to see him just ethan hunt every episode (laughs) that you just don't know who he is until the end and he pulls off his face and runs away face off um yeah i mean I just, I, I I find him irritating as of now, but I do, I, I buy the reasoning. I do appreciate that she can get him under control, but up until that point, he's a loose cannon. You know, she managed to trade Mr. Pandy for the bat suit penetrating gun, but. Not before he used it for murder. Yeah. Yeah, and I just, if he's not willing to understand that, yeah, she's still my sister. Maybe I don't want to kill her yet, but I might kill her later. But I'm trying to convince her to 
come over to our side, um, it's he's he's gonna be a loose cannon. That's that's something that I wouldn't want to mess with. Um, I just you think this is how they get Kate back? Like something happens, or he attacks her, or he attacks Beth. You know, just like how how do we? How is this threesome thing going to happen here? Yeah, I don't know. Like, I can see him being some way for the sisters to end up getting back together on the good side because he just goes fucking too weird. Yeah. He, he will He will do something to try to, like, impress or win Alice over because he feels like she's slipping away. So he'll go do his own, like, solo plan and bad things will happen. And then either separately or in response to that... He will do something to retaliate at Alice because she's too being too Beth. Because there's there's very obviously Beth in there. You know, she she hesitates. She has these moments. She has this desire to be back with her twin sister, even though she's trying to do murder. Um I think I think that there is absolutely enough Beth left in her to piss off mouse and for mouse to see that come out when she's with and retaliate against her and be like, no, that you weren't going to let Alice come Mm -hmm. or let Beth come back. You said you were just Alice and it's going to be a whole thing. Um, This week though, in addition to their weird, creepy tea party plan, um, we had another villain of the week situation. And this time it was the executioner, which like, admittedly, it looked really cool. He looked exactly like one of the Buckaroo Butchers from Nailbiter, and I was very pleased. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I have to, I have to ask Paul. Do you, do you have you ever heard of like in comics or anything else like the suit capturing impacts like that, like recording the impacts? I don't think that's something I've ever heard or seen. Before, like when they got the license plate number or the partial anyway i haven't and like honestly i don't i don't hate the whole idea the thing that bothered me was like if if you watch the scene where it hit her it's like it's like hood mostly yeah uh also who has the register or the registry plate on the front Oh, a lot of states do. Yeah. Do they? Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Do, do Arizona doesn't require it. A lot of states. So do you just have the you. same plate same front, front and back? Front. back yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Then then that complaint's out the window. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, there are a lot of states where that's required. Um, in fact, California is one of them. You have to have the front plate. And in addition to that, um, you know how here in Arizona, when we get a new vehicle and we're, we have our temporary registration and we're waiting on the, the plate to come in the mail, um, there's a paper, like, temporary yeah. thing that you put in the license plate holder or you put it in the back window visible. Um, in California, if you purchase a new vehicle, your temporary registration is a sticker that actually goes in your front, like, driver's side windshield. Yeah, a lot of the East Coast states have that, too, where the, your registration yeah, like goes on the does, window. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so, and same with, like, toll things, like, toll highway stuff. A lot of that goes on, like, the front. So, go yeah, learning stuff. Today, it's a new fall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I, I don't think anything 
happened with this storyline this week. I think the the villain of the week this week was really meant to showcase the distrust between Papa Kane and the bats. Yeah. And, um, you know, GCP working in there somewhere, too. Um, Papa Kane very obviously wants to have the... I don't know, majority control over, like, the safety of the city. Yeah. You know, he wants to do all the legwork and then hand over the bad guys to GCP basically to just, like, lock them up and then they go to court. Which, like, He wants I to mean, do all the cool stuff. If if they are contracted or whatever to, like, protect the city, um, why isn't that already the situation? Like why? Like really? If you've if you've got this super task force, why is the GCPD doing like uh, much more than getting cats out of trees and stuff? Well, because the the crows don't patrol either. Because firefighters get cats out of trees. Yeah, obviously. God, Gotham doesn't ladders. have firefighters, and <laughs> they just burn. And the crows are limited to a certain jurisdiction as well. They have a certain district. Yeah. Um. So in general, I think the. The GCPD doesn't patrol those that district as much, but they do patrol other areas, and they they still do normal basic stuff. You know, um, they they're the ones that would still answer a call if they got a domestic disturbance or something like that. I think the crows are reserved for kind of higher profile stuff. You know, like murders out in the open and like serial killers stuff. Um, but you know, that being said, I I appreciated. Jacob Kane coming face to face with Batwoman this episode because he's kind of like grumbled at her from a distance, like that's always stepping on my lawn. But <laughs> but this time we actually got to see how he confront her and what he would say and kind of his misplaced anger towards her. And uh then she saved his life. So jokes on you, nerd. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Like, okay, so the the crow's influence in the city isn't, you know, like we just talked about, it's not everything yet, but uh, I don't know, just kind of comic experience and other things, how he how he usually handles stuff, good old Papa Kane. Um, I feel like, I mean, maybe not even in the season, but like future seasons, they're, they're, they are, the crows will be judge and jury. They will, they will just run the city. So him him saying that was ironic. Yeah, there's definitely going to be some uh, shifts in power throughout the course of um, this. was actually the, the courtroom scene with Batwoman and with Jacob Kane was actually one of the rare instances of visual effects in this show. Usually just explosions as usual. And lo and behold, it was again this time. Um... I so I have been consistently watching this show on my laptop, which has an HD screen and everything, and that's all good and well. Um, but I know that my experience can sometimes vary, guys. Um, I didn't. I felt like it was pretty standard. It was fire. We did it. Hooray! Um, <laughs> Something that they should have down. Yeah. Right. Did you guys notice anything that I might not have? I was worried going into it. I'm like, you better make this fucking look good. <laughs> because again we really haven't had a lot and so the, like we, you know it's been a lot of practical yanking people out of rooms etc like don't fuck up fire 
and th they did it re really good. I mean, I like the effect, um, uh, again, for the little effects that we've had. Yeah. my Honestly, my only real issue with any part of the show's presentation has been um, sound. And half the time, I don't, I don't know if it's the app or if it's the show. I think it's, <laughs> um, I think it's just the app, dude. But, like, like this week... Um, when, when mouse first put the face on and it was clearly just that actor, like lip syncing to mouse's really weird voice when it comes out of anybody but mouse, um, that seemed like super off to me, but again, it might've just been the app and maybe they did a great job editing. I mean, it sounded a little weird. But it, it didn't seem like super off. I thought at first he was mimicking the guy, and I was like, oh, "Imagine that guy sounds like that." But um, then I realized it was Mouse's voice, and I think it just—it sounded like the actor for Mouse was just kind of overdoing it because he was like in a recording booth, and he was like, mm. "Ah, like really laying it on thick." This is how I always talk. <laughs> This is how I answer my telephone. Like that's <laughs> the telephone voice. I doubt that very much, but all right. Um, yeah, that was that was a little weird, but not enough to break me out of it. More than I always love when you call somebody and they're like, "Hey, uh, thank you for calling. How's it? You stop using the telephone voice now. Just talk fucking normal." Oh, hey man, what's up? Yeah, sorry. Hi. What's, hey. what's happening? Yeah, this is me. I absolutely have a telephone voice. Always. I have a radio voice. I have a telephone voice. Yeah. I have a stranger in public voice, which is what? consistent. If I like encounter a stranger and I'm like out in the world and they want to talk to me, I absolutely have a voice for that too. I've realized. <laughs> I, and it's, I, let me tell I gotta, you. I have like your registry of voices. So like, I know what kind of like alert I need to be on. Be like, oh, this is a scared voice. Shit. <laughs> let me get over there. <laughs> You can tell what's going on with me in an instant. Um, weird. All right. So, so we, okay. We know that in the crossover for this year, uh, they have teased little like connections to different TV series and movies and things like that. You know, we've seen things like. Oh, really? Like what? Is that a leading seen, question? Or are you really asking? <laughs> <laughs> Just being an ass. Uh, like we we saw There's that so much. during filming, for instance, there was uh, the uh, Michael Keaton Batman, like Bruce Wayne photo on a magazine. It was whole thing. Um, that was cool. That's neat. They but dug now, up Adam West. Right. But. Uh, <laughs> That's not true. Too soon. Too soon. Always too soon. He's a treasure. I understand that. You realize he died like the weekend before I was going to meet him. And I waited, and it was very upsetting for me. You should have tried harder. I should have. <laughs> I didn't think he was going to die. Ever. Whatever. Listen, man, I know the feeling. Who remember died? remember when we saw Carrie Fisher outside of the Hard Rock in oh, San yeah. Diego? And I stood there paralyzed, and then I was like, it's 3 a.m. I'm not going to bother her. Yes. And then she died like a year later. Uh-huh. So we kill people? I don't know what we're getting at here. Everybody oh. we almost directly interact with eventually dies. That's not true. There'd be a lot more celebrities on Nobody our shows lives then. Forever. Eventually. 
gotta grab life by the balls or the horns or whatever part of the body you grab. I don't know. Sad now. That's the end of our <laughs> <laughs> This is our sad voice. <laughs> so, so uh, the point of bringing that stuff up, though, is that now that that kind of stuff is uh, not not the dead people, the uh, the Batman. <laughs> now that they're stuff, dead. Uh, that kind of stuff, like kind of reaching into um, films and, and other series and stuff like that is free game. They can say names and things like that on the networks. Now there's not the same sort of like, Oh, you can't say Bruce Wayne. You're not allowed to say Batman. Um, now in Batwoman, we have confirmation of like Joker existing, but we also have uh, the name that they've used, which is, Paul, you want to take this one away? It's Jack Napier, uh, which is interesting. Because? I've never heard it in my life. Um, no, so that is... Uh, <laughs> I'm not even serious. <laughs> God damn it. You're so freaking like deadpan. I never know. I'm like, wait. So uh, that is, you know, Jack Nicholson's Joker character before he becomes Joker. And then I guess technically still after, but he's Joker then. <laughs> Um, and then also the Joker that Sean Gordon Murphy's Batman White Knight comic series uses. So, but that's like basically it. That's the, to my knowledge, yeah. that is strictly where Jack Napier is Joker or Joker is referred to I as think, um, Jack. I think there may have been something else where he was referred to as Jack, but I, I can't recall what. But if I if I remember correctly, that is that's one of the names that is like most common when, and it's, when referring to him. And Jack isn't um, always; it's not always aligned with Napier, like no, specifically. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, like Jack as a first name. Arkham Asylum. One of his aliases is Jack White. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, in addition to that, <laughs> they talked about a certain Cobblepot having been mayor previously in Gotham. So that is also very cool. So it's it's neat to see these little nods to other pop culture mm-hmm. and like media stuff for Batman. Well, and the Cobblepot one is even, I don't know, kind of bigger than that. Because like granted, Danny DeVito's Penguin mm-hmm. ran for mayor in Batman Returns. But also it could have just been like... A legitimate cobblepot somewhere, you know, his grandfather or something having yeah. been mayor before. Because yeah. we don't have a time frame for when this happened. It was just whenever a cobblepot was mayor. Mm-hmm. So how many of these are gonna do, they're going to do before you get pissed off at it? I think it's going to be hard yeah, to I piss me off. Yeah, I think I'm it's going to take a while. I'm just trying to figure out where the level is of this whole, like, like, let's throw out names thing. Because, of course, when I heard it, I was like, are they really just trying to, like you know, make it so we think Michael Keaton is this Batman that disappeared? And... Nah, because oh. he's he's old. <laughs> I, I No, I completely understand that. Yeah. But in my head, when you mention Jack Napier as Batman and Cobblepot for mayor, I go to the Burton films. I, I think it makes I, it easier knowing that the... Uh, and the, then his picture shows up. The... um. Yeah, but that... I don't know. His, his picture also should, like, for the crossover... He one he is still young in yeah. the picture, and two it is in reference to him uh, marrying getting, Catwoman, yeah, Selena getting married Kyle. to Selena Kyle. So he, that he is not missing in that. I think that is how you know, kind of, we differentiate. That's like an Easter egg. That's an alternate universe, not part of this show specifically. 
And I think it makes it easier for me, though, knowing that Sean Gordon Murphy uses um, Jack Napier mm-hmm. as the name for Joker in series. That he's- Jack Napier was also used in Batman the Animated Series. Was it? Mm-hmm. I don't remember that. That at makes all. sense because Murphy's whole thing is like borderline a sequel. To, it, it essentially uses like animated series continuity. In, in the the mask of Phantasma, the Joker's former identity was not referred to by name, but his real name. Hmm. Huh. I don't remember that at all. That's Thanks, the one Bobby. where he draws a face on his with a crayon. No, it's like a colored pencil. It doesn't matter. Moving on. Um, <laughs> it's a colored pencil. You, you, you it's, a, it's a semi-washable you, permanent marker. You can't draw on a photo with a colored pencil. That The scene always bothered me. Um, what if it's a grease pencil? I mean, sure, but it wasn't. You don't know that. Mm. When did you become the expert on number twos? Wait a second. Number two pencils. Or poops. Uh, (laughs) uh, Who made you the poop master? But point point being here. (laughs) I, I think that a lot of these are just fun little things that they can do to kind of world build and Easter eggs and whatever. Because realistically... I don't expect this show to actually use Joker or Penguin anytime soon or, or at, at all. all yeah. Or at all, yeah. So, and I'm okay with them not using them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So establish throw out them, names. Yeah, establish them as part of the, the the city's lore. Establish them as names that, oh, God, everybody knows, you know. Everybody knows who the Cobblepot family is. Everybody knows who the Waynes are. Everybody knows who the Canes are. Like, yeah, because that, that is how it is. So totally world build. Drop those names. I'm here for it. I'm I'm okay with that. I don't feel like it's too much because from what they're showing us with what they're doing with villains in general, they're staying true to, I don't know, making them feel like Gotham villains and not going the Gotham show route with them, which right. is like, how can I make which this the show whole show was a ridiculous? Villain. Um, <laughs> all right, let's reflect on the the positives here in this show as far as villains. Well, we take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll talk about our final thoughts. Free stuff is awesome, but free stuff that will spice up your bedroom is even better. Just go to adamandeve.com and select almost any one item for 50% off, and then we'll load on the free stuff. Just enter this very exclusive code, RAINMAN, at checkout, and you'll get 10 tantalizing free gifts, including a sexy item for him, a special toy for her, and a third item you'll both enjoy. And six extra special bonus items that are sure to rev your engine, pique your curiosity, Mm. and even blow you away. Plus, free shipping. Always sent in discreet packaging. Go to adamandeve.com now. Get 50% off plus the 10 free gifts when you enter the exclusive offer code RAINMAN. Again, that's RAINMAN. Because without it, no free stuff. That's RAINMAN at adamandeve.com. The Rain Man Show. The Rain Man Show. On to our next story. Lighten things up a little bit here with the sun reporting. Fuck <laughs> 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 you. What, what is this talking you do? I 
what is this weird is this Scottish midget? Like, what is this? <laughs> Do you try Andrew? No, Faith Megora, we're be reporting this morning. Does he, Thomas? <laughs> You know how, like, when you get to a certain level of fame, uh-huh. let's say Madonna and Lady Gaga, uh-huh. you start speaking in an accent that nobody can pinpoint. That pretentious, I think I need to be better. Yeah. Is that what Andrew tries to do? No, it's not. Uh, I'm not talking well, to you. too bad. I, I, you know, Mike, I'd like to give him that. I think it's full-blown idiocy. It, it is. Okay, so you don't think he's trying to be, like... I don't think he's ever been intellectual. Successful. I don't think Rand Andrew's ever been successful in something he's tried to do. <laughs> so with that in mind, you know, I don't think it's intentional. You see, what had happened was Maher, Maher. I had uh, Bill Maher, the Bill Maher, Mayor. Uh, I got into the Sun reports. I cited the source, and then I looked at the I headline. Know, I don't want to do that. Oh, dude. fuck off. <laughs> This is Star Wars from the Butter Tank Exclusive. That's operation. We wonder why we don't make any, like, must-listen-to Star Wars podcasts, <laughs> like, lists. You know, because I take it. I take it very personal when people tweet me, hey, check out my new favorite podcast list of Star Wars shows. And from the back to tank is nowhere to be found. I'm like, do you think we're just too dirty? They're like, oh, my God, potty mouths, potty, potty mouths. mouths. They're talking about having sex with Ray and Twi'leks and Dr. Aphra. <laughs> I can't believe it. Whatever. Don't pretend you didn't watch that Star yeah, don't, Wars don't porn parody. Don't lie to us. Don't lie to us. You have a dark side, too. Yeah, every hot-blooded male out there has definitely looked up that VR porn. Not just hot-blooded male, hot-blooded female. Yeah, that's true, Dave. Or whatever else. <laughs> For all the mems out there, right? For all exactly. those thems. This week's featured product is DC Black Label's Harleen Number 1. Witness Harleen's first steps on a doomed quest that will give birth to the legendary supervillain Harley Quinn in this stunning reimagining of Harley and the Joker's twisted and tragic love affair by visionary storyteller Stefan Sajic. He has worked on Aquaman Underworld, Suicide Squad, and Sunstone. Check out the podcast description of this episode for details and purchase through our links. It's Weird West Sunday. Horror films were were kind of shitty. There was no more thought to it. You didn't really care who died and who lived because the killing instantly started. Uh, and there was no development of the characters. And you're like, oh, it's just a gore fest and you don't really care who lives or dies. I'm here. I'm going to strap in for the next 90 minutes. I'm just going to watch random people die that I know nothing about. And that's what Tarantino and Rodriguez was, was trying to do differently. Uh, they took inspirations from uh, Alfred Hitchcock. <laughs> Catch up on your favorite Weird West discussions from Mike and Clint every Sunday on Rain Man Channel 001. Listen from the Rain Man digital app or tune in. 
Just search RM Channel 001. All right, we are back. Let's talk about final thoughts here. 84. <laughs> no, is that not right? Angelica did that to me and Watchmen guessed my number right off the bat. Seriously? Swear to God, it was the weirdest thing. I was like, I hate you. As soon as she said the number. God. Um, so this week felt like the weakest point that we've had since the beginning. Um, but that's not to say it was bad. It was still a good episode. It was still fine. But it was absolutely like build up. It was it was more of a filler episode than uh, than previous episodes. And that's okay because we've been kind of cruising through. It's just been like action, 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 plot moving forward, plot moving forward. And um, yeah, so I don't know. I'm going to go with a 75. I think it was still a good episode. I still enjoyed it, but it was absolutely like not as compelling as the past few episodes have been. But there wasn't anything wrong with it. It's just that there were other things in the story that kind of needed to be addressed um, to set up for what's to come later on. So it was kind of -of run-of-the-mill, okay episode. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I definitely agree that this is probably the lowest point the show has hit so far. And I, I don't know, I wouldn't necessarily call it, like, filler specifically because it's not like everybody went and learned how to play baseball with Yamcha but I totally get what you're saying um, because the the writing in this episode felt weird to me because the whole thing was just like I know like four or five different plot points being like minorly advanced so they can do more with it later and they just built an episode around doing that Um, so yeah I mean I didn't I didn't hate it I watched it and there we go um, I'm still excited for the next episode, but, uh, I'm trying to remember what I gave the first episode cause I'm going to give it that. So I'm going to say it's a 70, but if you listen and I gave the first episode something lower then it's that. It's, it's, it's quite hard trying to figure out what you gave every episode, isn't it? You <laughs> yeah. Start writing these things Terrible. down so we know. I hate it. Well, yeah. Cause like I, I, I'll, 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 I'll put, have a personal accountability. I'll put a, uh, in the bottom of our show notes now, I'll put like a scale and just have our like initials at the top and what we've listed every episode at. So we have an idea of some kind of standardization of what we think every episode is. But that's not what we're here for right now. Um, I would give it a 70 also. Again, nothing spectacular. Um, zero kind of like rewatchability in the show. Mm hmm. Uh, And that's what I always want to like look at. Is it something that I feel like I've missed something that I want to go back and watch? Um, It's really not there. Again, nothing wrong with the acting. Um, There haven't fallen into the CW trap yet, but I can see things coming with, you know, the truth being out there. Um, And so I'm skeptical again, maybe because of the hundred and billion shows we've done on CW now. that they could fall into that same trope and we hope we don't get there. But uh, again, good solid episodes. They're doing enough with her to make you care and about every character. And it still kind of revolves around her. Um, We still haven't got much of a 
oh, well, this week Luke went and got coffee and ran into somebody that he's going to go on a date with right. this week. Wow. Listen, as long as I keep getting more Mary, solid. Give me, yeah. give me some Mary and Luke again. Into it. Yeah. Is that your ship? I don't know. Yeah, that doesn't need to happen. They just need to interact. They more. just need to be buddies. Yeah. Ain't nothing wrong with a good hetero friendship. Okay. I'm into it. Oh, that's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, sorry. There was, uh, there was a big old crash. Yeah, someone, no, someone just died. Nobody died. At least we don't know that yet. Mike's dead. We'll report back the to you. The studio is going to burn down. If you want to know if somebody died, come back for the Supergirl edition. <laughs> yeah, there it is. All right, will we know by then? I'm pretty yeah, sure probably. I will walk over there and figure out if somebody died yeah. before I start okay, recording yeah, again. Detective Bob, all right. Detective Bob, now on Supergirl. All right, that's going to do it for today's show. Remember, you can always catch any past and future DC on RMD episodes on DCOnRMD.com. Mother of God! Would you look at the time? When you came here, you had an hour. Now it's less.